You will die at the hand of Zed's unborn son. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve, and this is a VHS podcast that looks at the box art, trailer, and behind the scenes. Chris, Brad is returning, and Brad, this is your movie. So tell everyone, because a long time ago when we recorded, like I had a kid or something, and I delivered my own baby, something like that. Yeah, we're um, going to go into that. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, you're misintroducing yourself. It's actually Dr. Steve. So, I mean, <laughs> everyone right now, if raise your hand if you've ever delivered a baby before. Like, uh, it's, it, it wasn't nerve-wracking at all. You have no time to panic. It was, oh, so uh, your water broke at 5.15. You started contractions at 6.20. We'll drop off the kid at daycare. We got plenty of time. Every other woman in the entire, 90% of women take hours after you know going into contractions to have a kid now my wife 45 minutes boom i delivered in the car in route i mean the I the holiest stopped. of all places yes that's mm-hmm. right the church bible man <laughs> working <laughs> over you listeners if i would have ha- listeners if i would have had our website completed we could have got this message out to everybody but uh of course i use this downtime to not complete the the, the damn thing so uh it's on its way it's it's coming well, I remember telling you, hey, I'll lay a skin over the homepage and, you know, we'll try to get a design going for it. That was a terrible idea during my three weeks off. There's <laughs> not, you don't do anything. It's fucking awful. <laughs> don't worry. We, um, all got, we got kids. We get busy. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Kid number one is like, why is no one paying attention to me now? No, it's basically, it does turn into kid number one basically hangs out with dad. And, uh, you know, because you've got one hanging off. My wife's boob. <laughs> you know, like, what are you gonna do? She's like, I need you to take care of him. I'm like, yeah, pretty much forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Got like 18 years of this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And no. then soon you'll be buying cars. That's what I'm doing right now. Cheap. They're gonna get Ooh. such a piece of shit like I did. Like, yeah. The market is awful right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh like, man, oh. Chris, that is like, yeah, that's not the time to be buying a car right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're telling me. Oh man! Uh, it could be like my daughter, who's like all of a sudden watches these shows on YouTube, and now she can talk with a British accent. I mean, I'm talking like the Queen's English British. Like, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, may I have some water? <laughs> Comes around a corner and you punch her on accident. <laughs> I mean, I guess like we survived watching all this crazy shit in the '80s, so they'll be okay. But I swear, some of the stuff I've seen my nieces watching on YouTube are just so stupid. Like, just. And these people are making millions of dollars, probably. And I'm just looking at this, and I'm like, "What the fuck? This is like, like this one was this little girl pu- putting together like this dollhouse, and like I looked at the views, and it was over a million views, and I'm like, "What the fuck? The the adults that talk like children playing Minecraft? <sighs> I yeah. Well, I mean, good yeah, for you people making money, but I just don't get it. Like, I guess I'm I'm just too much into idiots like reviewing movies. That's all that entertains yeah, like me. <laughs> all these guys that want to listen to three idiots review movies from the eighties. I mean, what's Enough. up with that? Eighties, nineties, and two thousands. Yeah. Imagine like oh. your your parents though would probably think of Beastmaster also, and they're just like, 
growing up in the 50s or 60s, whenever they grew up, it's like they probably didn't have anything like this with guys running around with like loincloths on and sword I guess that was our and... official announcement for the swords <laughs> thing. Brad picked Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Which I the thought Beastmaster. was that stalker. I do love this. Brad picks Beastmaster. I thought it was Deathstalker. Luckily, noticed it wasn't Deathstalker. Chris, on the other hand, what did you think it was? Masters of the Universe. Until <laughs> I watched it, and then you said, hey, we can't record tonight. I had a baby. Yeah. And I was like, well, fucking good. Because <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, all three, all three kind of have the same common denominator of a blonde guy walking around shirtless. Yeah. Swing yeah. the sword around. So, I mean, two I mean, of the just... movies have insinuations of, you know, uh, possibly some rapiness going on. Well, there. Deathstalker's just jammed. Oh, he's just straight. Yeah, Deathstalker. Yeah. yeah, he just full out tries to rape that girl and she oh. gets away. Yeah. Deathstalker's really bad about it. I will say it's probably some gay awakening movies, though, all three of them. Well, yeah. I mean, if you were gay, yeah, I could see Beastmaster being one that you jam out to. You're like, man, I really can't put my finger on it, but I love this movie. Yeah. It's just, did you see that one scene where the dudes were in there? <laughs> really like that. Fighting without their shirts on? It's great. You mean like every scene in this movie with a dude with a sh without a shirt on? Yeah. What happens uh, if it gets cold yeah. there? Uh, so it doesn't. It, I mean, it was recorded in California, like the entire thing. So, I mean, good on them. Okay. Uh, I, I would have guessed Nevada at first, but no, it was definitely California when I looked it up. But let's get into the quick facts of this. We've got directed and written by Don Cassarelli. Uh, you might know his name. He did a lot of the, the Phantasm. I think he directed maybe all the Phantasm films. But if you don't know him from that and you've seen Bubba Hotemp, I believe he directed Bubba Hotemp too. That's a good Which one. is a really fun movie. That's a good one. Yeah. So let's move on to more of the quick facts here. Um, we've got starring Mark Singer, uh, who it, who actually returned, I think, for like the two sequels. Yeah, he does yeah. all three of them. Yeah. Dar. Dar. Doesn't sing a bit, but whatever. Yeah, that's too bad. Tanya Roberts, which I believe was a Bond girl. Yeah, she mm -hmm. uh, was in Charlie's Angels. She was in the movie Sheena. You ever seen that movie? It's like on uh, on Prime right now. Mm -mm. Uh, apparently Prime's algorithm thinks I need to watch it. She was also in Playboy. Oh, well, that doesn't shock me. You know, Mark Singer, getting back to him. I mean, he was on Planet of the Apes TV series. Like, I don't know how many sequels that franchise has had over the past 40 years, but 50 years, but it's a lot. You uh, guys remember V? V too. Yeah. yeah. V. Yep. That was awesome. Yep. Mm -hmm. I I've always that, wanted to go back and rewatch that. But I, I found just, that box set at a thrift store. Mm. It's not very expensive, but it was a cool find, I thought. It always and is. he was also in Dallas for a while. I don't know what kind of a character he had there, but Dallas, legit. Mm. We're talking J.R. Ewing, Patrick Duffy. Yeah. Well, moving on Lots down the drama. list here. That's our Dallas. Oh, my gosh. Never seen an episode of it, but I've heard a lot about it. Let's see, Rip Torn as Max or Mox. Mayax. 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 Oh man, what a character! I'm gonna save everything about him for us reviewing this film because yeah, he wow. is outstanding, just as usual, outstanding. This is hilarious. So we go through all these, you know, funky names, you know, very fantasy like sword and sorcerer names. We got Dar, Kira, Mox, and then we got John Amos as Seth. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> and what has this guy not done? I mean, talk about a prolific acting career, and he's still going too. This guy looks great. 
We're talking yeah. Coming to America, Die Hard 2, West Wing, Good Times. He was a pro football player and a Golden Gloves boxer champion. Didn't no way. Just like one of our boy, um, who was the guy from last week we did, or last last episode, um, his name <laughs> last is... Last month. <laughs> last month. Yeah. He was a boxer also, one of these uh, uh, backup kind of guys. Uh, I don't dang it, I'll remember, remember his name movie. later. I don't even know what last movie we did. <laughs> I don't remember the movie either. Which Why is, am I forgetting oh, his name? He always, plays kind of a, he always plays kind of a goon in those movies, like a tough guy. Ah, movie. moving He's on, who cares? <laughs> We've got our stars of it. Uh, this costs $9 million to make, $14.1 million in the box office. Now, I know a lot of this fantasy sword sword and sorcerer movies, you know, you had Conan, you had somewhere Excalibur. A lot of these were coming out in the 80s, and then the Italians really went crazy with it after Conan. So it was kind of a saturated market. I bet that's probably why they didn't make as much as they'd like. But, you know, Brad's got a little tidbit. Um what station did you used to watch this on as a kid? Well, I think I, the reason I love this movie so much is um, because my family grew up in the I grew up in the sticks out in rural Nebraska. So my family got cable like in the early 90s. And that was just at the time when HBO and TBS picked this up. And I mean, you couldn't go an hour or two without seeing this come across your screen on one of those two. So I'm thinking everybody must love this sort of thing. You know, this is like Schwarzenegger yeah, this one level. I this one I missed because I we got I live in the sticks in Missouri, uh, out in the farm country. Um, well, right on the o- edge, you know, we weren't suburbs, we weren't farm, but we were right there. You know, I live in by, next to Perina Farms and stuff, but um, we didn't get it. We didn't get cable. Actually, we got satellite in 1998, and uh, that's when I started watching it. So I think I missed the Beastmaster, like TBS and HBO extravaganza. According to some executive at TBS or HBO or one of those two, this was like their most lucrative, besides like Gone with the Wind, it was their most lucrative uh, piece of content they owned or that they they had rights to. I remember this in Excalibur all the time. Excalibur was like on Fox Mm -hmm. and this was on the Beastmaster station. The Beastmaster station, yeah. I think that's why Mark Singer came back for the second one and eventually the third and even like an episode in the TV series that ran in like some Canadian station in 1999. Yeah, look that up. It looks bad. Yeah, it looks terrible. (laughs) Like part of me is like, oh, do we even bring that up? But yeah, we must. Uh, So he said this this character was so widely popular, he had to come back for the second one. And plus he had actually made money off of this just running on syndication over and over because his agent put in a small like like little tab there in the contract because they're like well whatever if this guy wants like every like he said it was a really small amount that he got but it played so much that he kept just getting these checks and he's like of course i have to come back for the second one a decade later you guys are still paying me (laughs) which is awesome this franchise who's gonna pass up that chance to make more money yeah, exactly. This franchise is almost like, you know, it's almost like Highlander or like, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacres where it's like the individual movies don't seem to make a lot of money, but they just keep going because the floor is really high on these, I, I guess you could say. There's well, so I'm much assuming, fan interest. I'm assuming they're pretty smart and they know how, how much to sell these these companies like TBS or whatever so they can replay it. And if it gets enough viewership and, you know, the commercials run on it, you know, they just they probably don't like ask for a ton of money. They just probably ask for like a little bit of money 
off of the advertisement every time it plays. Correct. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like a lot, but it sure adds up. Yeah, it adds up. Yeah. Like, you know, a few dollars there, a few dollars there. You know, you get your month's check and you're like, oh, it's a hundred something dollars. It's not that much, but 12 months, you know, hey, it's something. Um, I don't know if that's how much he got. It could be a thousand. I just made that up. But um, he also said that, you know, he used to get fans all the time would come up. It was either one or two things. It was either V or it was Beastmaster. And he goes, and for a while, it was almost always Beastmaster. Like he even said when he was on, you know, like actually doing V, people would come up and be like, hey, you're the guy who did Beastmaster. And he's like, ah. <laughs> no, I'm well, yeah, I did. But, you know, thank you. But I'm also on V like, oh, yeah, we don't recognize you when you have your shirt on. It's it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen you with a shirt on. Yeah. Oh, it's man. not just loincloth. <laughs> you only got your tiger with you. I didn't realize it was you. All right. Did so, you guys you guys remember the poster on this? I'm looking at it. I I love the poster. I, this oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a if you're in a if you're in a video store and you don't rent this, the only reason you're not renting this is because you know it's going to be on on HBO in the next 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we rented this as kids. I'm almost positive we did. Yeah, one thing I didn't know that there was a book this was based on, mm-hmm. the Beastmaster, which was quite a bit different story storyline. Yeah. Than, and, uh, in fact, movie. I think the creator had her name or his name taken off of it, because I, I guess the a novel took place, you know, took place in like the future. So oh. it was like a barbarian type guy in the future. So it's Beastmaster too. That's what I'm wondering too. It's going to be interesting. If we ever review that one day to look through that. Hey, Brad, yeah, you can seen, read. I've only seen <laughs> Beastmaster 2 like once. That's so, what I uh, This will be interesting it. to yeah. get back, take a look at again. Well, Beastmaster 2 is, its cover at least, is very much, you know, trying to get kids in. Like less of the PG-13 teenager, and it's like definitely trying to get the kids in. Um, haven't seen it in a long time. I would definitely watch it. All right, you guys uh, ready to watch the uh, trailer to this bad boy? Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Get ready. Buckle up. It was foretold by witches. It was conceived through sorcery. And it was to be destroyed by all that is evil. But the courage of one mortal saved it. And so, into an age of darkness, in a time of mysticism sacrifice and plunder there came the only light the beast master born with the strength of a black tiger the courage of an eagle the power that made him more than any hero more than any lover was lord and master over all beasts. Ah. He was the beast master. Behold the wonder, the horror, the fantasy, the challenge of the one warrior they call the beast master. Mark Singer is Dar. Tanya Roberts is Carrie. Rip Torn is Mayak. John Amos is Seth. Together, they take us on a fascinating journey back into unexplored times. Conquer your fears. 
face the unknown and discover the incredible link between man, animal, and all that is phantasmagorical. In the world of dungeons, dragons, and Dar, the Beastmaster, the epic adventure of a new kind of hero. That's epic as shit. I played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, but I haven't played it Dungeons, Dragons, and Dar. Is that like an expansion? <laughs> yes, definitely an expansion. <laughs> so uh, when did um when did the Schwarzenegger movie uh, Conan come out? Was it a little bit before this, or was it? Let's see if I can type fast. It's advertising it. It was advertising it to me. So I got I 1982. So same year. Okay. Nope. So I mean, you could see how you're like, uh, and that made 63 million in the box office. <clears throat> and you can watch that on HBO Max, everyone. Just want to let you know. What Conan? Conan the Barbarian. That's a good one too. Yeah. I, I yeah. like I like the genre of movie, the fantasy. But I was a huge nerd growing up, playing Dungeons oh, and Dragons yeah. and stuff. So it was just cool. Well, yeah, I remember I was like Conan yeah. the Barbarian. You had. Uh, Beastmaster, Deathstalker, Red Sonia. Um, let's see if I can think of some more. I mean, because there's so many, this is very difficult to like narrow it down. But yeah, oh, and then the the second Conan too. What was that called? Uh, the Destroyer. Uh, or the Destroyer yeah, with Will Chamberlain. Yeah. That's right. That's the one I watch most of Conan. But... See, I, I I don't I don't know if I want to admit this, but I don't think I've ever seen the second Conan, Conan the Destroyer. You should watch it. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Another movie that came out with this when I first got HBO and TBS. Another movie that was playing constantly on HBO was Crawl. Remember that movie? Crawl. Oh yeah, Crawl. Yep. Yeah. The there grave go. that he goes around and like takes out the aliens and stuff. And there's the the Cyclops and. I don't remember it, but I know I should. So I'd be down to watch it if we ever do that. Plus, all these like sword and sorcerer type movies kind of, for me personally, get like lumped in almost a little bit in dystopian films <clears throat> because so many of them take place in a desert or a rock area that's and, cheap to film. And this was like a religious cult taking over everything. That's dystopian. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Why not? Yeah. I mean, that's like, I, I think of it the same way as a lot of futuristic ones where it's some shitty government takes over. Mm -hmm. Same thing. So let's start talking about this film. Uh, they, made of it. they made one, they made a tiny, tiny effort to be historically accurate towards like Mesopotamia and uh, that part of uh, Southern Iraq where this was supposedly going to be uh, taking, taking place in the cradle of civilization. Oh, do they actually say where this is taking place? No, but I always thought they were like supposed to be like over there, like in Sumeria between the Tigris mm. Euphrates area. Yeah, I, I, I just, that. yeah, I thought they just wanted this to be completely like, yeah, I don't know, somewhere, uh, not important, but uh, definitely, definitely took place uh, behind the scenes in California. Uh, so let's, let's start this out with, um, so this comes on and I see in the credits, Rip Torn, and I'm like, wait, Rip Torn, the guy from Dodgeball, Rip Torn, the guy from Men in Black. <laughs> I'm like, this is wrong. This can't be the same guy. Yeah, it is. It and, looks uh, the same age. Yeah, yeah. Some some people's <laughs> genetics just always make them look old. This dude gives it. Yeah. Yeah. When he turns, gives it one hundred and ten percent, like yeah. every time out. 
I mean, is does he have one character in his entire filmography where he's just playing it chill? I doubt it. Now that I know. Imagine a movie with him, Dennis Hopper, no. Gary Busey, <laughs> Nick Nolte. <laughs> oh! I'd watch it. It's like The Expendables. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the only film that no one remembers because everyone died watching it. It was just too much. <laughs> Uh, but his nose, <coughs> that like bird beak, was. Do you guys think that was on purpose that they made his nose like a beak? Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was like, that was a prosthetic. I, I didn't it's know not it was his a prosthetic. Or... Well, it's not. No, I'm just saying like that's a choice. Someone sat down and said like, "Hey, we're gonna make your nose be curved like a bird beak." There has to be something into that being that he's fighting the bird, you know, the beastmaster. Or, or the prosthetic just sucked and kept sinking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, at least the makeup must have been quick for that. I mean, Rip Torn, like, all he had to do was put on a nose. Or maybe it was supposed to be a lot more makeup, and he just said, no, I'm not uh, down for that. I'm Rip Torn. Maybe he's supposed to look like the witches. Oh, speaking of them, oh, this, oh, this sexy, creeps me out. Sexy witches. Can we unwind that whole that whole opening sequence? We got a, there's a lot going on here that we need yeah. to unwind and unpack here because this it it gets starts out weird, and it just gets weirder <laughs> yeah. as you go on. I mean, hideous witch faces on like Playboy model bodies. The beginning, they're straddling that cauldron. They're working at like a stripper pole there. I mean, it's just like <laughs> yeah. Who came up with that? I, I forgot. Know. I forgot their faces look like that. So I was just like, damn, I forgot that there's sexy witches in this. And then they turn around and I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I forgot about that. They'll take the oh, camera, shit. you know, they'll take a nice long shot of the, you know, the the midsection and lower, you know, and then they'll pan <laughs> up and he's like, ooh. Whoa. <laughs> it's like rotting flesh. But you're yeah, looking yeah. at it before that and you're like, hey, this is all right. And then it's like, oh, no. But I mean, are they wearing masks or... Is that supposed to be like how they just look? No, that like that's I don't it, know. Sometimes the I don't know if the prosthetic is just that bad. Oh, I'm sure it's the shit around the eyes yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like are they just wearing a mask over their faces, or is that like the trade-off they take to have powers as they lose their beauty? Well, I don't know. So here's the thing I noticed. Skipping ahead. Um no, I don't want to skip ahead. I don't want to ruin that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they're, but they're I think the he keeps the girls that he uses for sacrifice and turns them into witches. And we'll talk about the sacrifice later on, which is a hysterical moment in this film. They do all but, kinds of bad things yeah. to human beings. But yeah, that I, sets them there like, you will die at the hand of Zed's unborn son. Yeah. Yeah, and then the king kicks him out. Then just roll but, in there, him and Seth roll in and just banish him. I don't want there's no. two goons hang themselves and they don't no one takes any account for the witches and then what do they do they just go straight to the zed's house yeah they like cover the the king and queen in like this goop and then somehow like they suck the baby out and suck put it the in a baby cow. okay yes a cow that's what you thought it was too right because you're a normal human being when I was reading the description of this film, it sucked into an ox. And I an was like, ox. Yeah. I mean, that it's regional. We're American. But I don't think that was an ox. I'm pretty sure was that cow. was a cow. Because sure, like they're in America. America. <laughs> uh, anyway. Then it gets stranger yeah. after that. Yeah. I, well, yeah. And then an old man finds the witch, like, about to kill the baby. And my whole thing is, because the baby's born out of this ox cow, which 
right there is weird enough. I was like, I've never seen this. I have never like I've like I would have expected that like the witch would have taken the baby out of the mother's belly and put it into her own because mm-hmm. you know she's a witch and then I just she would have thought they would have stabbed the baby to death in the womb or something like that yeah like, you want to kill the baby what's up with this whole like transporting it and branding it and then trying to kill it i don't know I but maybe that they old... needed to sacrifice it thank god this are... old man who knew magic and had a magical boomerang just happened to come by and save the kid just a random middle-aged dad with like you know, you know, this is before World War II. So what do you do with your kids? You know, as a middle-aged dad, you got to know everything about World War II to pass it on to your kids. But, you know, you didn't have that then. So it was like throwing your magic little boomerang around. And Yeah, he's like creeping on her at first too. Like, ooh, what's up? And then he's like, oh no, she's killing a baby. Oh no, those sexy legs have a hideous face. I better kill this. Oh, and then he just takes a kid and he's like, eh, I'm going to raise this little sucker. To be mine in this stilt town. Like, why are all their houses on stilts? I assume it's because it floods. Maybe that's desert. what I was thinking too, but like, I don't know. Kind of weird. I don't know. It looks neat. Yeah, it Maybe does. They have snakes. Maybe they have snakes around there. I don't know. Well, I tell you the thing where I just all where I was like, oh no, I can't believe you just did that. Is when the dog gets killed by the army that comes in and like raids the town. Oh, the Johns, yeah. So they're just hanging out. And the Johns just show up and and uh, you mean the 32, Mad Max villains? Thirty-two year old Dar shows up. What was it? What did I write about this one here? Yeah, well, this is after they learn that Dar has a telepathic connection with the beast. Remember, like they're out there. He's a little kid. The bear. And him and his middle-aged dad are oh, out there, and the they're fighting. The, the bear shows up and rips that dude's arm off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so did anyone read about the story about this bear behind the scenes? No, that the kid wasn't allowed to be on the set with the bear because their bear, no one is allowed to be around this bear because it's gonna freaking kill you. It would rip your well, face off. So, what happened was this was the first day that um, Singer was on, now he wasn't part of the scene, but he was on set, and this is the first day. And the bear went uh, a little, little kooky and uh, mauled its trainer. Uh, but don't worry, we got a new <laughs> trainer out there. And then they're like, okay, so we're not going to have the kid and the bear on set at the same time. But everyone else, it's fine. You've lived a good <laughs> life. <laughs> Sacrifices were made. I fucking love these old 80s films because, like, safety is, like, maybe the third thing on their priority list. <laughs> All right, we can go yeah. with the bear. <laughs> Speaking of... My lovely girlfriend just got home from watching Cocaine Bear. Oh, I hope that was oh. great. So I think we're getting a divorce because she went to that without me. So, you know. <laughs> wow. She doesn't love me anymore. Takes a lot of courage <laughs> to do that. <laughs> but no, yeah, Cocaine Bear. Yeah, Cocaine Bear was something I think. Didn't I pass it on to you guys? Like, we should do that. Just kind of one of these random. Oh, as soon as it's on know. streaming, I'll do that. Yeah, second. that's why I haven't gone to the theater in a long time. Well, I can't. I mean, it, it's really hard to ask your wife to watch two children while you go to the theater by yourself when one of them's a newborn. Bye, honey. <laughs> I'll make sure to get extra popcorn for you. Ooh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I would not recommend that. Um, you know what? You're not missing a whole lot anyway. Like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just really not. It's just. Yeah. I, I believe my be brother. Like all... When I, when I first called my brother for Ant-Man 2, I go, how is it? He goes, eh, it's okay. Not as bad as Thor. 
I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's the last movie I seen in theaters with Thor. But yeah. we used to get all. We'll talk about Marvel for hours. We should get back to cocaine and bears. Yeah, let's get back to let's get back to cocaine bear and men in loincloths. Well, at, at some point he gets a hawk. I mean, they killed the white dog, which pissed me Dude, off. It's such a the, good boy. It's such a the, good boy. The dog's dragging him, and you can see them pulling like the sled <laughs> yeah. that he's on. It's just a square sliding across. Oh, such a good boy though. Saved his I, saved his master. I do love how they like you can see the dog like the dog's dying and you can see it go <laughs> like because they're like down down it's gonna wag yes. in his tail he's gonna wag in his tail too because he's like he's so happy either he's gonna get a treat pretty soon yeah and then he puts him in the dead pile and you can see the dog like breathing <laughs> i was like you can just put a fake dog yeah like, i know he carried that, that that's what got me too when he's carrying it i was like how is that dog pretending to be dead so well because he's carrying the dog and, and the, the dog is like is just like, it's a like, good boy it's a real good boy like how do you even because, train a dog to act dead they that's amazing just, they probably just drugged it oh yeah that's a good <laughs> yeah they yeah, probably drugs. just gave it drugs <laughs> so this is 19 this came out in 82 yeah that would make sense yeah yeah, yeah. they did they didn't have laws until not Homer Bound, but Milo and Otis. Oh, that's when they came in with like animal cruelty laws. Yeah, you Milo can only and Otis. Thirty-two dogs before they have to like, <laughs> like, all right, stop throwing them off a cliff. It's not funny, but Milo. And you guys Otis remember? Uh, you guys remember we saw some boobies during the when the barbarians attacked their village too. Just why did we need to see boobies? Because there, there's there's boobies the, it was the early '80s, and it was just a damn requirement. So, well, yeah, you got to hit your PG-13 mark. Which apparently they cut all that out for the UK. I find that hilarious. I'm like, why just the UK? Because I don't think the video nasties were happening. That was insane, isn't that when the video nasties when they were freaking out? I thought that was a little bit after because this is '82. So I, I just know it's like '80s, mid '80s. Yeah, it's getting around that era, you know, where they decided like mm, this will make everyone bad. Like, eh, pretty sure it's a lot more stuff than that, but sure. Whatever, whatever you want, Reaganites. Yeah, it was a lot deeper than that. But well, uh, and then through his adventures, he comes by. He gets a hawk. I mean, an eagle. I'm gonna keep doing this. He has sworn revenge. Yeah, he has sworn revenge on the Mm -hmm. Johns, and he's going after them. And uh, let's see. Later on, we learn that the Johns have allied themselves with Mayax. Mm -hmm. Have they allied themselves, or is the Jun Mayax? Because see, that's what confused me too. Mayax after he was born after. Dax was born. I'm just wondering Dollar. if they're two separate entities. And well, like... Mayox got he got kicked out of the instead of getting just you know thrown in jail or executed for sedition, he gets thrown out of the village and then he gets yeah. in you know he gets in with the Johns and then they go and take over everything and they're just kind of this. That's what happened. He does get and... kicked out and then goes back because I thought he just never left. I thought he I just think he got kicked out and came back. Okay. That's oh, and maybe he used the Jones, the Juns, or whatever to get back in, like to kind take of his it. muscle. Yeah, that yeah. is the one issue with these movies that I've had my entire life is like, what is happening sometimes? Like, <laughs> yeah, how well, did we get to this point? Like, you rewind now or whatever, like hit ten seconds back, and I'm like, nope, just goes scene to scene. Well, we'll skip ahead a little bit because he picks up the ferrets, he picks up the 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 tiger, like which the is actually scene. a panther. And he gets the eagle. Now, the hilarious story behind the tiger is, uh, so in the story, it's a Black Panther. Now, they've changed a lot for the story, you know, anyway. So 
the trainers told them, hey, you know, Black Panthers, you can't train them. They're like awful to work with. And he goes, so what do we work with? He's like, well, we have tigers. And he goes, well, can we die the tigers? So they die the tigers. No big deal. They have four different tigers and everything like that. But what's hilarious is if you have tigers, why do you record them drinking water? Because the dye just comes off. Like, why? Just don't don't put that in the <coughs> entire movie. I thought I was losing my mind. I was like, why has it got a white mouth now? Where did that come from? Different tiger? They put like three different cuts of the tiger drinking. And I'm like, listen, B-roll director who's getting all these like shots and everything like that. Don't do it. Like, I don't know. Find him some meat. Let him eat at least. Yeah, you're not (laughs) taking a picture. You're not recording him shitting. So like, (laughs) yeah, we know he drinks water, bud. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, he's found his he's found his friends. And then he just happens to stumble across Kiri and one of her friends frolicking in the lagoon and. You know, we see some full frontal nudity, and I, when I was younger, I swore we saw the whole, the whole shebang. But you, you know, going back you and like, do it's there. You can see the the pubes. Yeah. Oh man, I I, I just saw the boobs. But and she's I, not, she's not like naked, but it's like super laxed loincloth flopping around. Well, she's definitely got that like '80s body, like where they like are so freaking thin that it like it just kind of looks unnatural. I mean, she must have never ate at all. Mm. But that's what happens when you're in Playboy and a Bond girl, right? There is just there is way more nudity than I remember in this movie because I don't think I ever like watched it on tape. Yeah. I watched it in syndication. I think I'm at the same place with you because I don't remember a lot of this nudity either. So it, I must have just seen this on and something I, else. And I think I watched it like playing with toys back in the day because I don't remember like the whole full movie. I remember Beastmaster 2 is the one I watched. Yeah. I'm probably when like one day rewatching that, uh, I'm probably going to be like, oh my God, I watched this a lot as a kid because, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I don't remember Rip Torn in this at all. So I'm like, man, am I really confusing something else in this? Uh, Like you said, everything came out at the same time. mm -hmm. So I wasn't even born yet when this came out. So when I watched it in syndication, I was like five years old to 10 Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's just, it's all blurred in my head. Well, I do know as we go on, because she won't stay with him for some reason. She's got to return. I don't remember her. Because he'll kill the family. She's got to kill the yeah. family? No, don't He's kill her go. family. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, well, this is that. after he tried to, you know, force himself on her and coerce her into sex. But, you know, she yeah, wasn't he has that. the ferret stealer clothes so that she runs and then has the panther scare her. And he's like, I got you. All I require is a kiss. And then tackles her. Lily read my notice. And it now, says, dead dog, dead ferrets, date rape. And she's like, what is that? And I was like, the 80s. They're, they're crazy. I thought the ferrets were dead, too, when they were flopping in his bed. Now the ferret yeah. stealing the clothes, yeah, okay, dude, that's a little too eighty sex comedy. You know, shouldn't be doing that. Forcing her to kiss her and everything, yeah, dude, you shouldn't be doing that. But saving her from the fake uh, black tiger, I'm on to that. I'm like, that's not so bad. That's it'd be like, oh, thank God I saved you. And then later on, just have the tiger, you know, come up beside you and be like, is that your pet? Like, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> now, after I showed him who's boss, yeah, I mean, I showed him who's I beat him boss. up, yeah. But if you would have like let her go or something, and then went after her to like get her name or whatever, yeah. but he no, was no, not I... letting her move. No. He held on to her and was like, "You ain't going anywhere." 
No, so if like if you remember this through you know like nostalgia eyes and everything, he saved her from a, a black tiger. I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. Stop with all your woke bullshit. <laughs> yeah, just lie to women to get laid. You know, <laughs> you guys have been doing that for as long as guys have been able to communicate. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, and then and then he just comes across this like vampire bird. Cave yeah, yeah, that weird thing, that weird tree thing that he goes to. It just he finds like it's almost like Killer Clowns Matter Space with like all the people yeah, like in the, in the, the hanging from the tree there and everything, and they're just gonna eat the one dude, and they got the the humans in the in the cauldron. These are and, like the most fucked up vampire things I've seen in a long time. Like terrifying. Their their wings are made out of flesh from yeah. their body. They're like a sugar glider, but from hell. Oh, and then he lets the guy loose, and they just promptly devour him. And yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. They just became friends. Somehow. No, because, because they worship his eagle. They worship the eagles. They worship eagles, and just lucky for Dar. And I'll get to this later on. This eagle saves his ass. I don't know how many times in this movie that right. golden eagle him just swoops on in, and they're just like, "Oh, we're buddies now because you are friends with an eagle." And they give him that amulet, which is going to come back later. No, oh, I didn't. I didn't get that. I, didn't I had get to watch that. this movie about like 10 times before I finally pieced that all together. <laughs> Wait a minute. I forgot about the amulet, but now that you say that. Sword. Oh, you'll see it comes back later. Yeah. yeah this isn't right. like a George R. R. Martin like novel or a TV series. You know, when he puts something in there, it comes back. They well, if I was ever finish gonna, it. If I was ever yeah. going to do a fantasy film, I would, I would actually design one of the enemies off of these things because I think these things need to be like, like more people need to see that. This is a great design. It, it fucked up how it just like covers the person and then just like sucks their essence and then just like when they let go just spills goop. Yeah, because we of, love like, horror movies and th this is terrifying. Yeah, that's awesome. like a non-terrifying movie. Well, don't worry. The next scene has one of the most hilarious things ever, where we get Rip Torn sacrificing a child like out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like throwing kids in the fire just as Dar rolls in and and well, uh we miss Seth. Doesn't he he gets Seth before that or is it after? I that? think that Seth is after this. Is it? Yeah. So like it just cuts to Rip Torn on a pyramid, uh, and then like he's holding this kid above his head and just dunks him into his like fire below. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> the guy does not child's blood. R is not yet satisfied. And, and then, then he goes to throw that other kid in. Kid. <laughs> yeah, and then well, then Dar sends his eagle again to save this that eagle, um, Shirak, to go and save just, that kid. Just fucking talons into her and carries her. <laughs> you know they're like three inches long, and that thing's just. <laughs> Kid's fine. fine. <laughs> what is it with this movie? What is it with this movie and middle-aged dads? Because if we get another middle-aged dad here too, he's this dude's like in his mid-fifties, and he's got like a you know five-year-old kid. They're actually like sixteen years old. They just well, look rough. Well, yeah, I know. What's funny is, is he's just like, oh, thank God you saved my kid from being um, sacrificed. I just hope they don't come back and sacrifice, you know, try to sacrifice him again. I'm like, no one's yeah. going to recognize that kid in a village of like 100 people. It's like, yeah, oh. They're like, that's the little fucker that was like dragged away by the eagle. Uh, grab him again. I don't know. But this, later on is just like the next scene is like when... I don't know quite what happens to the Beastmaster, but his tiger gets away, and then he was like chasing one of the bad guys because I think there was something about like, were, Rip Torn had a couple people jump him. 
he just stopped to drink and had the assassins. Yeah, like, the rope oh, that's right. He gave that... The tiger was away drinking, and they they like that's right. stormed the tiger. Yeah, he gave yeah. that priest that little magic ring that could locate the beastmaster, and Fucking... they tried to ambush him. And oh man, that yeah. ring with the eye in it—the like, never-ending from... story ring. Yeah, that fascinated me as a kid. Like, how do you guys do that? Actually, it was probably more as a teenager. Like, how do they do that? How do they put an eye in a ring like that? <laughs> Uh, it's still a pretty good prosthetic, uh, like special effect there. I do mm-hmm. like it a lot. I think all the effects in this yeah. are pretty decent. Yeah, There's for nothing really bad. Yeah. I mean, they spent a good amount of money for 1982 on this, so I think there's a reason why a lot of these are so good, uh, especially all the costumes. Like, other than the ridiculous Beastmaster costume and and uh, and Seth's costume, I believe that was his the name of his character, Seth. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of the costumes are pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's just like the main characters' costumes are fucking awful. <laughs> just leather daddies everywhere in this. The villains, them. Yeah, I don't know what they were going for. It's just like you know, Schwarzenegger, he's going loincloth and leather. So it's like we got to match him. We got to one up Schwarzenegger. Actually, it's like, have you heard Judas Priest? You seen how they dress? This shit's pretty tight. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of music, uh, the score on this movie was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was paying attention. I was going to say that. Yeah. What didn't you guys notice that? How good it was? Yeah, it was a good score. I was impressed. Uh, yeah. So after Seth and this kid who happens to be related to the original king, I was confused by that because he's the king's son. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like Dar's stepbrother or some in some capacity. Yeah. So John Amos. Or Seth must have taken this kid and kept him as his own after because Seth was there to originally confront Mayax, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't remember yes. that at first when I seen Seth again as a, a character. Yeah. yeah, Seth is kind of Zed's right hand man, and Zed Zed is a fucking moron. This guy just gets it wrong every time. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? He's the smartest in the entire world. Uh, uh you want to speak a, you want to talk about moron. How about the fucking king that they go and save? Yeah, that's Zed. That's what I'm talking that's about. Zed. Like, oh, okay. I thought Zed was the uh, the leader of that army. No, I, thought no, I, was I don't know what his name is. But uh, yeah, they go and save Zed. That was a pretty badass scene getting in there when they go yeah. and save him too with the the dudes that are like, what is that stuff they're putting that goo into that, him? And it turns him into slug. Like, yeah. The oh. slug, yeah. They, I mean, I liked all the castle stuff. It's like very yeah. D&D, very atmospheric really dark really cool ideas but it's just i mean it's a corny movie overall well i mean but, the, the death people whatever they call them they had this stuff put into them like they're basically like thunderdome leather people mm-hmm. you know and the dystopian that's definitely dystopian look with all the leather and spikes mm-hmm. everything like that so yeah and then the problem is like once they get the king out and everything he's just basically like Oh, Beastmaster, you talk to animals? You're a freak. Get out of here. I don't want no freak, son. Like, he can talk to animals. That's a superpower, dude. What are you doing? And he just saved you. (laughs) And by the way, he's friends with, like, the the bird people who could just disintegrate everybody. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. Yeah, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that yet. That'd make him more of a freak. Yeah, I know. It's like, that would actually, the king would get more mad. Uh, I don't know. And and then they storm the pyramid, which is... Mm -hmm. not that good of a fight, but it's funny to see Rip Torn get pushed into his own fire. But uh, he's holding the ferret who like bit him and everything. So that ferret dies. Yeah. So we, yeah. we 
No one talks about that. That is Fair the enough. one thing that people don't remember in Beastmaster. That ferret, because their names were like Kodo and Kodo. Kodo, and Kodo. Yeah. yeah. Which one died? I'm going to go with Poto. Poto's a little bit more of a, you know, a hero in my mind. <laughs> I want to say something about the fire that I forgot when we were talking about the sacrificing. When yeah. he threw it in, it's like a sled or a slide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it made me think of uh, Christmas Story, where he just like <laughs> fucking boots him down the slide. Yeah. That's... Like... Well, in the first kid, he like threw right into the fire. In the second <laughs> kid, he's just like, oop. And he's just like letting him go down the slide. And it's like, oh man, that's a fucked up way to die. <laughs> real slow just like when they hung themselves it's like you don't that's not how you die that's it's strangulation is really slow the his his priest or whatever threw that thing into the ceiling and just hung oh that suck yeah strangulation (laughs) that's not good um and then we uh the movie's not over this is what no this is this is what i like this is why i think i love all these movies that have like the two-part um Mm. the two-part uh finale is like top gun maverick is the same way it's like a two-part finale where it's like oh it could be over oh it's not because we get a second like bonus finish to this but yeah this I movie has a this is the cooler part of the movie like when they go to save zed on is where i think it gets really fun yeah yeah oh the Star shows up, takes out, out may mm-hmm. so then the juns they know the juns are on their way so they kind of set a little trap for them they're mm-hmm. gonna fight it out with the jun horde and um yeah, just and he hands the bird. He hands his bird that little medallion. Calls his buddies, the people, and they show up and just decimate the. That's board. what it like, was. But they cover the tar because there's a mode of tar yeah. around the city. Mm-hmm. They cover it with dirt, and I'm like, they have like three hours to do this. There's no way they would have got well, it done. Why does it catch on fire? I miss they, that they, part. They throw fire into it. That's why the oh, kid okay. runs out. The future king. Like they didn't throw like oil or something like that into the moat like they traditionally would. No, it's, would it's already tar. Oh well, okay. So it just sets fire, yeah, yeah. and then the bird people it's come fucking, and mm. it's the biggest explosion ever. Yeah, it's it's, it's awfully big and huge. How about the kid that takes the arrow right through the chest and then like gets up one minute later and I was like, he's never gonna be able to use his right arm again. And then he's talking to Beastmaster like touching <laughs> him on the like, well, good good right arm. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what kind of this has got to be like the same kind of safety mindset that they had on like Invasion USA or any movie from like the early to mid 80s oh, when yeah. they set that explosion off. They're just like, well, we think it's going to be over here and it's going to be this size. We don't know for sure. Yeah, it, it was a it was a big boy. Yeah. How many it, times have you done this? Um, none. <laughs> put a little gasoline over here, put a fuse by it, maybe but a little dynamite. And... That's where the junk come in too. Like they hop over. A lot of them die from it, but then like their main Mad Max villain jumps over. Yeah, I mean it's, just starts yeah, it's a great it's a great second ending. And then Beastmaster's like, Yeah, I could be king, but fuck that. I gotta go travel with my woman here and then uh with with my with my animals. Which by the way, so Beastmaster can control all these animals. Mm-hmm. But what about all these horses that he's like fighting these villains on? I'm like, not one time did he go, Hey horses, these guys are dicks you know like buck off, stop. Buck off your Please. yeah buck your guy off and stomp him you see how long it takes him to do it though that it bear would have killed him before he got it convinced that's true that that he bear didn't give a like shit three minutes and he was like <laughs> yeah he, he would uh, if he'd have been trying to do his beastmaster thing on that bear that bear said i don't give a fuck but he did do his beastmaster thing on that bear ah whatever i can't remember that far back <laughs> yeah, i would say though it's been a while. I like watching these like two days before we record. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would though, like having I a kid, kid before having a kid before <laughs> we like do this is not not a good idea. Folks. You're winning, you're already fucking shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took you into the I brought you into this world, Wendy. I can take you right out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you actually brought her in. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So if I was that kid, that kid tall, you know, who by the way, too, he got he got nominated for some award. For his performance in this movie because it was freaking excellent for a especially for a child actor anyway yeah, if i was that kid too. if i was that kid i'd be like hold on to that amulet and uh, i want to be friends with these bird people because that's the equivalent of like a nuclear weapon back then it's like anyone messes with you just put the bird people on them it's like bird people take care of it i do wonder how often they have to eat you know whatever yeah. they eat I wonder how they knew who was the good guys and who was the bad guys. Shh, Chris, shh, they just show up shh. and slaughter everybody but the Beastmaster, and he's like, no! Everyone in the loincloth is fine. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts walking away after that. Well, I guess there's nothing to do. Talk anybody to with a mask yeah, well, is that's bad. True. Anyone with a anybody, helmet on, kill them. Anyone with a loincloth is good. But do they yeah. speak English? Or, do, I, I mean, since they're bird people, I guess. Do you have they to don't like, even have mouths. Just but like, they have the that dude's got me. his eyes. He communicated with his eyes. He's just like, "You're cool, Beastmaster. I like you. I like your eagle. I'm we're friends." <laughs> That's the end of the movie, right? That's it. It's done. Yeah, that is it. I got yeah, some so other things time. to talk about. <laughs> okay, spill them because we're about to go into recommendations. <laughs> oh, so there's a behind the scenes from this, an IMDb. Um, you got to go check that out. Anybody? I mean, not while you're driving. If you're listening to this while you're driving a vehicle, but. Uh, you got to go check out the behind the scenes. It's fascinating. Yeah, the like, trivia is really good. Yeah, and uh, quite a bit. I was with my family this weekend, and the Encanto came on, and Disney ripped this movie off too. So one of the kids, they, all these kids get these special powers and everything. Like one's like super strong, one mm-hmm. can has super hearing, mm-hmm. one can shape shift, and one kid he gets his superpowers. It's to control animals, the beast. And it's like so they just basically made him the beast master. That's not really ripping off. Though. No, I think that's Disney. So I'm, I'm just, idea. It's Disney, so everything they do is a rip off. It, it is. And they steal all well, Brothers yeah. Grimm stuff, and then uh, Lion King's based off an old anime. Oh, the Lion King is the most egregious. Yeah, they won their lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wait a oh. sec. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, I wrote something down here too. It's like, ever since I was a little boy, dreaming about being on Analog Jones, like. I was like, if I ever get a chance to like do this, this is one of the five movies I'd want to review. Like, so we've already talked about like Top Gun. The, the other ones were like Top Gun, Bloodsport, Predator, and like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But so we've done Top Gun and now Beastmaster. So yeah, and the other three are available. I like but... the, what you haven't done Pee Wee or Predator. Mm-mm. Not the first Predator. No, it's good. Predator. I mean, we better, talk though. about it like you know several <laughs> times, so it's. I bet you could cut together the entire, all of our clips of us talking about Predator and you could just have an entire episode. Or Highlander or... Fucking... Well, we have the Highlander I know. That's, that's <laughs> South Park movie. Well, 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 uh, Team America. Oh, America. Team America. World Police, yeah. Yeah. Well, Predator is so great. Well, Blood Bloodsport 2 is amazing. It's it's awesome. Predator is so great because it's basically two movies in one. You know, you, you go out there, they take out the... The terrorists, the drug lords, or whatever those guys are, then yeah, they get chased down by the predator in the second half. Yeah, yeah, I like the, all the predator movies I've ever seen. I I enjoy all of them. But right, well, I, right. I, do you guys remember the scene when they're they're doing the boat that you gotta use your hands to oh, go yeah, pull the boat with the rope? Yeah, 
And then those are the worst archers ever. They're like four feet away. They miss every fucking arrow. I don't and even they, they tie that. the dudes up. I know. I don't remember when it is, but Kira's with them. So it had to be mm-hmm. like. Must have been know. going to probably going to like the dungeon. Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's when it was. But they like have they take prisoners, tie them up on the boat, and then they're trying to get away from the archers, and they're like, it's too heavy. So she just kicks them into the water and they just drown. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I just wanted to talk about the terrible archers before we ended this. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, and they're basically just stormtrooper archers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this movie ripped off so many movies that weren't even out yet. <laughs> All right, recommendation time. Brad, you picked this. Do you recommend Beastmaster from 1982? Does R demand your children? Yes. 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 yes he does. Oh, this is a really this is a fun, clever. This is supposedly a B movie, but it's fun and clever. It's That's about an hour and fifty-eight minutes long. Um but it's just if you're into that genre, it's it's right up there with anything. All right, Chris. Yeah, uh, there's parts of it that suck, but like overall, I think it's a fun film. Yeah, so do I. I, I if you like sword and sorcery films, you'll you'll love this. I don't. It's right up your alley. Um, I I think this actually could be played better as a PG film, the cut version to like kids and everything, because I think this has yeah. got you know take out some of the nudity, take out the nudity. Take out the almost rape scene, <laughs> whatever it is, and a few other things. And this is actually like kind of scary enough for kids, but also kind of tame enough if you cut it just right, uh, which I think all of us saw on TBS or HBO or whatever we watch it on. So, yeah. no, this is a great film. So let's go on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go on the film jungle like Indy and bring something back to our swords and sorcerer, but mostly just swords theme of the museum. Brad, you picked it. You go first. What do you got? I'm going to go with Shirok the Eagle. Like, how many times does that eagle bail Dar out? Like, without that eagle, this movie goes nowhere. Dar is a bucket of bones and goo with the bird yeah. people 30 minutes into this movie. Oh, yeah, it's a good thing he made friends with that eagle. Me, a lot shorter movie. <laughs> Those credits would roll a lot faster. He just walks up and then it just like takes one swipe. No, he throws the boomerang at the, the bird people, they, they swallow it and eat it. And then he takes one swipe and he's just dead. And it's like, roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, go ahead and go. I'm going to take Brad's green-eyed leather daddy just running down that hall, just screaming <laughs> at him. Smashing through the like, yeah. door? Just razor gloves, just like a yeah. shredder, you know, just like, Rah. So I remember yeah. I remember that scene as a kid, like the, the earworm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's this. Oh, from uh, Star Trek Two? No, from this. I thought that was goo in this one. No, it's a, it's oh, a they're right. It is a slug. Shit. That's a slug they put in something and then they. When did Star Trek 2 come out? I don't Star Trek 2 was before this, right? Right before it? Maybe right before it, right around the same time. Possibly. That's Khan, right? Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Was okay. Well, I found the film, but not the year. Oh, 1982. Holy shit. That's madness. So they came Two out at the movies. same time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Somebody yeah. was working on the other movie too and was like, you know what? A slug. 
That's a good idea. Let's see what month Beastmaster came out. So Beast Beastmaster came out August twentieth. Star Trek Two came out June fourth. Oh man! So Star Trek Two beat them to the slug in the ear, or the the little crawly, creepy crawly into the ear. Oops! What are you gonna do? I wonder if there's a lot of overlap between the fandom of this and then Star Trek. Yeah, I would imagine. Oh, I imagine. Yeah, just nerds. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the eyeball on the ring. I still think that's really fascinating, really well done, especially for the time period. Um, and there's certain parts of it that I would say would rival anything with CGI today because it's just, it's there. It's real, even though it's not real. Um, I, I just thought that was really well done. Um, there were, there was one scene with it where I'm like, Oh, that's clearly a plastic eyeball. That looks really bad. But most of it was done really well where it looks like an eyeball looking around. It was pretty damn cool. When they actually wanted to pay attention to it, it, it looked yeah. really good. Yeah, I, I think when it was kind of like just a little bit off the the main focus, it's just like, ooh, it's a rubber eye. It looks really bad. <laughs> but whatever. Um, all right. That'll end it this week. And so we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to be a little bit choppy uh, because of the baby and everything. We're going to go more of a bi-weekly. Uh, we will eventually go into a weekly, but it's a little difficult right now. <laughs> so, you know, look out. We'll do two more uh, sword themes and then probably lead that into a franchise review. But if we do one more like batch of themes, we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. All right. There we go. We are and here remember to, to be kind. And, and rewind. rewind. There we go. A little bit off, guys, but it's been almost a month since we recorded. It's been a while. We, yeah. we should plug social media in this once in a while, like Instagram or Facebook group. Okay. We'll have to do that for the next one. Make a note, yeah. Chris. You're no. the plugger of social media. I'll never. I'm, I'm always it. wanting to like interrupt you before you say be kind, but I'm like, no. Oh. Just goes into it. Well, we should actually oh. more do it at the beginning. That too. That'd be good.